welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host here with you as always. And in today's show, I am back after, I know, I know, I am very sorry. I unfortunately missed last week's second episode once again due to a very, very busy schedule. I was really, really looking forward to doing it once again, but I have gotten swamped with a ton of homework, which I was working on a ton as well last weekend and missed a lot of football action, unfortunately, because of it. But it's not over yet, but I'm hoping to, I think I should be back for both shows this week for the podcast. Fingers crossed this time. I really hope I mean it this time, but I do apologize for the inconsistency, but I am back. I'm back. Episode 103, week nine reactions, week 10 waiver wire, some news to talk about. This show is going to be a lot of fun. And guys, you hearing this? You hearing the incredible sound quality right now? This is because I've finally replaced my broken microphone. And while replacing my broken microphone, I thought, hey, I haven't been using I back when I had like the uh, microphone, I had gotten like a boom arm and windscreen and pop filter and stuff. And I hadn't been using like the boom arm as much as I should have. I mean, because it's very useful. So I kind of switched rooms where I'm recording the podcast, set up a boom arm in the place where I can keep it up and then just like swing it away when I'm not using it. So that way I don't have to like reset it every time because that was like the problem. It was so like time intensive, but now it's just set up and it takes like two seconds to put in front of me and I can start recording. So I've got like my boom arm here and then a windscreen and a pop filter on the microphone. And I'm just sitting here and I don't have to hold anything. I don't have to talk into earbuds, Apple earbuds anymore, which are great as a substitute, but not as good as this. So, I mean, I'm super, super happy with my uh, microphone. It's a blue snowball ice for those of you who might be interested. And then I would highly recommend as well getting the um, extra, like the set that goes along with it. I believe it's currently, the microphone's currently on sale and the set is pretty cheap as well. So like the uh, boom arm, windscreen and pop filter, I mean, if you're into like, you want to use it to like get good sound quality and talk and stuff, go get it. Not a sponsor, but I mean, they're, they've got a fantastic microphone and at a good price. So yeah, uh, the trade talk segment that I promised last week will be coming this Thursday. I'll be giving my buy lows and sell highs as you approach your fantasy football trade deadlines. I've got a new microphone. We've got some news to talk about reactions and waiver wire as well. And yeah, I mean, along with missing these shows over the last few weeks, I'm still as committed to the show, of course, as I ever have been. I know I recognize that it may not look like that with like the multiple missed shows. And I mean, I do sincerely apologize, but I'm planning to redouble my efforts for this show. This show ain't going anywhere. We are keeping on. Um, I just like you probably also noticed the lack of guests on this show over the last few weeks. That's just because like scheduling guests is a is some work it's not a ton of work but it is some so when I'm really busy like this I just don't have enough time a lot of the time to reach out to people but I mean if you're interested in guesting on the show I am always my dms are always open so you can reach out to me I'll probably send out a tweet about that as well at calvin underscore sgf on twitter or at sgf pod for the podcast and I might yeah who knows like once things settle down I'm hoping to invite some more guests on um the thanksgiving episode is coming up actually that is just in a couple of weeks that's crazy to think it does not feel like it's going to be but it's basically two weeks and actually i think it is exactly two weeks wait let me think so the second thursday or the third thursday or the the, excuse me the fourth thursday of november would be the 25th so that's thanksgiving so yeah i mean it's just a little bit over two weeks until that episode drops and I'm hoping to get Chris on that one because Chris and I both have school off that Wednesday. So we'll be able to 
uh, hop on there, spend some time on that one. Those Thanksgiving shows have always been the fun in the past. We have one posted from last year, of course. And then two years ago, when we were still doing practice episodes, we did a Thanksgiving show. And I had a lot of fun doing that as well. It's always in a puts me in a jolly mood to talk fantasy football and watch football on Thanksgiving. So yeah, let's get into it. I know this has been a longer intro than usual. Just had some things I wanted to say, let you guys know. I hope you're enjoying this excellent sound quality with the new pop filter and windscreen and boom arm. Uh, well, I guess those aren't new, but the microphone that I was finally able to replace. So, yeah, let's hop into it. Let's talk some news first. All right, first piece of news, Odell Beckham Jr. Did not get traded from the Browns and promptly got released from the Browns. Odell, not happy. Him and Baker Mayfield didn't seem to have a connection. And that signing by the Browns a few years ago will be, I mean, it's probably one of the most disappointing signings. Or at least Odell had maybe some of the most unfulfilled potential out of like any, out of almost any superstar contract over the last decade. It has been a miserable affair. Odell has not been good for fantasy. He just, his head wasn't in it. He wasn't the same player. Maybe that's, I mean, he just clearly was not happy and not willing to go to the same lengths to at least help his team. And partially because he wasn't getting the ball. So now he's finally out of that messy situation released by the Browns. There's going to be a number of teams that want him. Some of them won't be able to get him because of cap concerns, but as of right now, it's super unclear which team is going to get Aldo Beckham Jr. So I'm not going to speculate and go through every single team. But I think it's worth sending out offers in your fantasy league. But what I will say is do not overpay. Odell Beckham Jr. can easily get stuck in a situation like, I mean, not stuck in, but like, and maybe an Antonio Brown situation where Antonio Brown is productive sometimes, but as like the wide receiver three on that team, he's not always the most consistent and, I mean, if Odell Beckham Jr. gets in that situation with a team maybe not as past ha- happy as the um, De- Tampa Bay Buccaneers, granted he might be higher on the depth chart, but he might not see consistent looks because he just, I mean, there has to be, at least in my mind, some regression. He has experienced some regression as a player from his days in New York. And New York would be an interesting spot. That has been floated as a possibility for him to be reunited there. I don't think that makes that much sense for the Giants. I wouldn't take that much headache on, especially after you've paid so much for Kenny Galladay, who has done nothing for you. Then you have Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, and Darius Slayton. Got a lot of guys. I mean, more than anything, that would just help with injuries. But that receiver room is fine already. So I don't think there's a point for the Giants. But it's going to be interesting to see where he goes. Send out some offers. But I have a feeling because of the name value and the new team that the uh, the um, team in your league that has Odell is going to be hard-pressed to give him up. Uh, I sent out an offer and got laughed at for sending Sterling Shepard for Odell Beckham Jr. Lesson learned. I didn't think it was too bad of an offer. You can let me know and destroy me on Twitter if you thought it was. But uh, lesson learned. And But in that league, I'm perfectly fine. Who cares? I've won eight straight games, guys. I'm 8-1 and one in that league. So maybe everyone just doesn't want to trade with me because my team is too good. Championship time is coming. I'm super excited. That is uh, out of my four leagues. That's the one I'm definitely doing the best in. All right, second piece of news. Henry Ruggs released from the Raiders after killing a woman and a dog in a DUI car crash. We were traveling 156 miles an hour in his Corvette in Las Vegas, and now he's facing prison time. And this this sucks. Prayers out to the family of the woman killed. 
prayers uh, to, I mean, it's a tough situation all around. The Raiders have had to deal with a lot. Their front office after the John Gruden stuff, now the Henry Rugg stuff, then the Damon Arnett video that surfaced. Um, We don't need to go into that on this show, but just look up Damon Arnett and you'll find everything you need to see about that. But uh, yeah, I mean, Henry Ruggs had potential. He was, the Raiders were higher on him. That was entering the draft. I mean, you heard that quote, at least after the draft from the, I forget, it might've been Mike Mayock that that was like, Ruggs is the one guy we want in this draft. And if we get him, we're happy. They picked him over Jerry, Judy, CD lamb, Justin Jefferson, and T Higgins guys. That did not work out well for them. And I mean, I never supported the pick, but I mean, chasing the speed of Henry Ruggs and he still caught some long catches and proved he had a lot of potential, but his, his career is pretty much done. No need to roster him in dynasty or redraft. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. It's a terrible situation, terrible, terrible situation. And again, prayers up to the family of the, uh, woman who was needlessly killed due to, um, rugs being intoxicated while driving at 156 miles an hour. So yeah, that's just a terrible situation. Of course. Um, last piece of news. This is happier. This is a lot better. John Brown, my favorite, my favorite player. One of my favorite sleepers this off season. Chris knows how much I love John Brown. Uh, everyone, if you've listened to this show, you know how much I love John Brown. He has been signed. Oh, I clicked the wrong drop. He has been signed the practice squad of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Man, sometimes you're fumbling around with the drops. I was trying to decide between two. Then I kind of got stuck between them and clicked the, like, computer accepted drop thingy. And I was, um, got, got a little stuck there. That is still some kinks to work out with that. I mean, maybe I can find a better system, but I think this is the, a pretty good system. The palette I have that I can just click on. Just got to be more careful and have it set up. But yeah, I clicked on the wrong drop there on accident for a second. And now I can't edit it out because I mentioned it. So whatever. I don't pick, no need to pick up John Brown in fantasy. I, I wish there was a need, but there's a lot of receivers there already. He's only on the practice squad. But I mean, who knows? I think there's a small chance that John Brown has a resurgence with the Jaguars. I don't care what you say. John Brown is my hero and is so underrated. All right, let's move in to reactions. Okay, the reactions here, we're going to go through the NFL fantasy uh, leaderboard for full feet PPR scoring leaders. Um, And I've got to set it as I never remember to do on week nine. Here we go. At quarterback, number one on the week, Justin Herbert. That's how you get back on track against Philadelphia. 356 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, I guess he also ran for one on the ground. Herbert is back. No need to be concerned about this guy. This guy has put up a year and a half of great production. He had two or three bad games. Now he's taking the Chargers to a 27-24 win over the Eagles. He is a great player. He will find his way, of course. And he's got weapons um, with Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Austin Eckler. And then, I mean, Mike Williams... Ooh, maybe we'll talk about him later in the busts category. Still not doing much at all. He has been quiet over the last few weeks as the Chargers have relied on other guys. Lamar Jackson, the quarterback two against Minnesota. Pretty expected here. I mean, Minnesota's defense isn't the best. Lamar ran for 120 yards. I mean, come on now. That's ridiculous. He's a quarterback. How does he run for 120 yards? I mean, it's just that that's going to bring you to the QB2 on the week or top three quarterback any day. Uh, Matt Ryan was the quarterback three, actually passed for a lot of yards against New Orleans. This was a wacky week for NFL and for fantasy. And Matt Ryan throwing for 343 yards and beating New Orleans was 
pretty shocking. One of the most shocking developments of the week as the Falcons took that one down 27 to 25. Um, Josh Johnson, guys, what is it with the Jets quarterbacks? Josh Johnson, I mean, the, the Mike White went down in this one. Josh Johnson comes in against Indianapolis, throws for 317 yards and three touchdowns. This guy has been on like 12 different NFL teams. He's played in the XFL and all these other, like, I think the CFL, he's played in other defunct leagues. He has been everywhere. And the Jets lost this one, but I mean, Josh Johnson, I'm, I just wish, like, he, he like, you got to look up, like, that graphic. I don't know if it's possible to find on Twitter, but he has played for, like, half the league and then, like, other teams, like, outside of the league. He is the definition of a journeyman. But way to step in, Josh Johnson. That was an impressive performance. And the quarterback four on fantasy, I mean, this week was insane. Who could have expected that? You know what we did expect? Carson Wentz being the quarterback five, plugging him in in fantasy was excellent. I got to play the Carson Wentz-Jonathan Taylor stack this week. I also got to face the Carson Wentz-Jonathan Taylor stack this week, which was extremely disappointing. And the reason I dropped to five and four in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, so still hanging on there, but lost two straight in that one. Can I make the playoffs? I'll keep you updated. Carson Wentz was the quarterback five. Teddy Bridgewater, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo round out the top eight there. Um, and yeah. Let's move on to running backs. Guys, the RB1 on the week was James Conner. With Chase Edmonds getting hurt in this one, James Conner ran for 96 yards and two touchdowns, caught five passes for 77 yards and another score. Absolutely ridiculous. 40.3 fantasy points in full PPR. I mean, James Conner with a resurgence game, he's looked better and better as the year has gone on. And I mean, really getting out of Pittsburgh and that putrid offensive line seems to have helped him, especially... I mean, and it's impressive, all the more impressive that he did this with Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins not playing. I mean, Connor definitely could have garnered a lot of the defense's attention. The RB2 was Jonathan Taylor, who ran for a buck 72 and two. This is what Jonathan Taylor does against bad teams. We've already seen it. Then the RB3 on the week, um, one of my top bounce back picks for this week, who I didn't really get to talk about on the show, but he was, uh, if you can check my Twitter for proof, whatever, uh, Nick Chubb, who... Absolutely gashed Cincinnati, as maybe was expected as well, for 33.3 fantasy full PPR points, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Joe Mixon continues his excellent year, um, running all over Cleveland for a couple touchdowns, over 100 yards total. And then Naheem Hines. I mean, it was a good day for Colts running backs as they scored 45 points. Hines got over 100 total yards, scoring a touchdown. He'll get that value, but he's usually too inconsistent to start. Unless you're in a PPR league, then he's sometimes a fine option. Alvin Kamara at the quarter RB6, not surprising. Cordero Patterson with 126 receiving yards. It, are we sure this guy's even a running back? I mean, he's listed as one, but he is now taken over from Mike Davis and also get, retains a ton of passing work. Uh, one last backfield I want to talk about. Melvin Gordon was the RB8 getting the touchdown, but Javante Williams ran for 117 yards in this one. In a full PPR league, that was actually not enough to get him into the top 25 backs. He was actually... Or he ran for 111 yards, excuse me. So he's actually RB26. But, I mean, good, impressive day from there. And I hope you bought low on Javante Williams, like I posted on Twitter. His buy window is closing fast, um, as he has a really easy schedule the rest of the year. And he is so good at breaking tackles. Um, talking about busts, got to go back to the QB position briefly. Josh Allen got locked up by Jacksonville. Jacksonville won this one 9-6. to six. Who could have thought? Daniel Jones, Joe Burrow, those are guys that disappointed you. Tyrod Taylor. Ooh, I was excited for Tyrod Taylor's return for this offense, for the Texans, and it really didn't help them all that much at all, which was very unfortunate. Although I think he'll get better. He showed it at the beginning of the season. Um, 
I think Zach Moss got hurt in this one. That's why he busted. Aaron Jones didn't really do much because he only got 53 yards, didn't get into the end zone. Um, if you were looking at Jeremy McNichols, he wasn't too great as Adrian Peterson got the touchdown in this one. But AP wasn't that much better either. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, the running back, that's the running back busts for you. I mean, just trying to see if there's anyone else that I missed. I mean, Boston Scott actually didn't really do that very much at all either. So you were disappointed if you started him for sure. And then Chase Edmonds getting hurt. So that was disappointment as well. Wide receivers, the wide receiver won. My man, Chris's favorite, Chris's, uh, I mean, man, I'm, I'm like try, trying to think of the words here, but Chris early in the off season was all in on Elijah Moore. And this is not just the, oh, standard Elijah Moore hype. This is back when Elijah Moore was a projected th- second and third round pick. He, Elijah Moore shot up draft boards. Everyone started to realize how good this guy was. And it seemed like Chris's take was more chalky than it actually was. But shout out to Chris for doing good film evaluation. Seven receptions for 84 yards and two touchdowns. Catching seven of eight targets against Indianapolis. Grab Elijah Moore. He is my top waiver wire pickup this week. And guys, the wide receiver two on the week. Another rookie. One of my guys, bold prediction, top 30 receiver on the year. Devontae Smith, five receptions for 116 yards and a score. He was great. Keenan Allen putting up one of his standard stat lines from this year, just a cool, or from last year, just a cool 12 receptions for under four yards was the wide receiver three in PPR. Olamid Zacchaeus. It's going to be a new guy every week in Atlanta. Last week it was Dajay Sharp. This week it was Zacchaeus. It's going to be Russell Gage, I'm sure. He got a pair of touchdowns. Don't start him, though. Marquise Brown, over 100 yards. You can start this guy. He was heavily involved, just kept running the same comeback route over and over against Minnesota. He was very impressive. Cooper Cup, great as usual. Um, Malik Turner. Caught a couple touchdowns for Dallas. And guess what, guys? Brandon Ayuk, the number eight receiver on the week. I mean, we got to have Chris on this show. With Elijah Moore and Brandon Ayuk both being great. I mean, I'm sure he's so happy right now. Six receptions for 89 yards and a score. Brandon Ayuk is still not trustworthy as a starter just yet, but uh, rostered in only 45.5% of ESPN leagues. So worth a look for sure. Um, Those were your great receivers for this week. Busts, DJ Moore. Julio Jones, Tyreek Hill struggled with the uh, rest of the Chiefs offense as of late. C.D. Lamb, two receptions for 23 yards. Cowboys offense really didn't do much. Amari Cooper only had two catches. Cowboys offense was being shut out until late in that one. So, I mean, don't be too worried. That seems like an anomaly of this crazy week. But, yeah. Guys, how does George Kittle do it? Do we need to tr- We need to trust this guy every single week. I don't know what happened to the snap count. I don't know if George Kittle actually ended up playing only half of the game. But what I do know is that he was the tight end one on the week while getting 101 yards. Six of eight targets. I mean, it's, it, I, I'm pretty sure I, the 49ers must have just completely forgotten they were putting him on a snap count. Um, I, George Kittle, amazing performance this week. Tight end two, Travis Kelsey. Tight end three, Darren Waller. Good to see some continuity at the top. Then a couple of chargers tight ends actually three chargers tight ends guys three tight ends from the same team finished in the top 10 at the position that just shows how lack the lack of depth at tight end steven anderson donald parham jared cook jared cook is the best start out of these guys for the future i would say but other than that all three of them are kind of dart throws um some more than others um if you're looking for i mean bust this week dallas goddard didn't do much albert Akwubing. Akugbanam didn't do much uh, with Noah Fant out. I mean, he actually wasn't trash, but didn't do that great. 
Uh, Zach Ertz, not much. I mean, I don't know if you're expecting that much from Zach Ertz anymore. He's not the same player he once was. But yeah, that's about it for reactions. Let's head into waiver wire before we wrap this one up. This has been a fun show. I hope you guys enjoyed. But let's hop into the top five waiver wire picks for this week. All right, number one on waiver wire, Elijah Moore. Of course, got to pick this guy up. He's gotten something like 20 targets over the last three weeks. He has been fantastic, getting heavily involved. Number two guy on the list, another rookie, Rashad Bateman. Bateman also getting targeted heavily. He has 20 targets over his last three weeks since returning from the groin injury. He's been getting better and better every game. Hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but had five catches against Minnesota. Go grab him. He could be getting involved in this offense quick. Actually, Rashad Bateman, excuse me, was my number three guy behind. Number two, Dan Arnold. It's not often that you get tight end help on the waiver wire. Guys, Dan Arnold is here for you. He has 17 targets over the last two weeks since being traded to Jacksonville. He has a combined 128 yards over those weeks as well on 12 catches. I mean, it's not as consistent as you could possibly want. He could be entering into borderline tight end one territory. Number four guy on this list. Again, all of these are rostered in 40% or less of ESPN leagues. Sony Michelle. He has had uh, 20 touches over the last two weeks. Daryl Henderson was hurt for a bit in this one, so that may be why. But, I mean, if you need some running back depth, a crazy dart throw, Michelle is there. And then, guys, number five, you don't have to pick him up. Just keep an eye on him. Super deep sleeper. I am not giving up on Tyrod Taylor just yet. What we saw in those first two games is a guy who can throw the football well. He was great in the first one for fantasy. He started out great in the second one until he got hurt. And he can also run it too, using his legs. And that is going to be so huge for extra fantasy points and a nice baseline. So I'm not giving up after an atrocious performance from this week. Um, but at least if you don't want to waste a roster spot, which I understand, I don't really either. Just keep an eye on him or something. Or if you've got a guy you're throwing on the IR and you're like, I don't know who to pick up. I mean, you can either grab just a running back handcuff just to see if they get hurt or just grab Tyron Taylor. And then, of course, bonus pick, Brandon Ayuk, rostered in 45.5% of ESPN leagues, so he doesn't fit our criteria, but he should be rostered in your league if he's not. So just got to mention that. Um, all right, guys, that's it. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm happy to be back on the show. Should be back Thursday. We'll have the rest of the segments, the usual segments, plus trade talk. You can follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF, the podcast at SGF pod. Uh, go email fantasy at gmail.com or tag us on Twitter uh, for fantasy questions for the show. Go check out Second and Goal Sports Talk. That show happening today from 6 to 6.30, as usual, on YouTube. At SG Sports Talk is the Twitter. The YouTube link is in the Twitter description. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'll see you back on Thursday for episode 104. And don't forget, if you think, you know what? Well, come one, come all. If you think you have some knowledge about fantasy football, you're good at talking about it, that's the only prerequisite, and you won't like be like make this an explicit podcast or something those are the pre only prerequisites feel free to reach out to me via dm and maybe we can find a way to get you as a guest on this podcast if that's something you want to do so thanks guys for listening and we'll see you next time